0: welcome to the show everybody hi oh my god it looks like I'm bald oh forget it <laughs> I look homeless I definitely look homeless like all the time and I don't know why I have like a cute haircut I'm just um I'm not out of the level of depression that your hair matters like I'm I still saw. there yeah, so, I that. yeah I don't know what layer that is but it's a tough <laughs> one to crawl out of <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of dedication. I ca- I carry a lot of anxiety in my arms, and there's a lot of arm work to hair styling, so it's just a trigger. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. I don't know in my crazy mind. No, I'm maybe like, that's what, no, maybe that's stuff
1: with me too. I carry tension in like my neck and my shoulders so much. Like, it's, yeah, I like get so
0: tense. Yeah, so it, that might be like an unnecessary test of that area like where it has to carry that weight and it's like this isn't an emergency what are you doing your hair (laughs) (laughs) the fuck are you doing that i'm just like everybody go back to to bed (laughs) yeah we've talked about this (laughs) this. (laughs) you don't go outside yet (laughs) 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 we're not (laughs) up shoes hurt go to bed You're that sad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, under the blanket. oh, yeah. The nice warm blanket. Welcome back to another episode of the Hash Wednesday podcast with me, comedian Catherine Maloney. And me, Minister Mary McGee. What are we going to talk about this week?
1: This week, we're talking about two different saints saint lucian and saint martian in honor of halloween because they are more magical saints who Mm were said to have practiced black magic i also have because it's halloween i didn't know like where you wanted to go with this so i have a couple of interesting stories about Aliens that are real.
0: Oh my God, totally tell those stories. Okay. And then I
1: have one or two creepy stories that freaked me out that I listened to in my car when I was alone in the dark because it was the only place I could be alone. I was so scared. I had to run out of my car and lock it. And then I realized I left both lights on and I had to go back in
0: oh my god and it was very scary sometimes if i get like if i get spooked just a little bit my imagination will fucking take that and run with it
1: i kept thinking someone was behind me it was like Mm. the most eerie feeling and then i was listening to this ted talk okay about how what we perceive isn't really reality and that there could be like something heinous right in front of us and we don't perceive it because of all of this um I don't know shit that happened and it just freaked <laughs> me the fuck out because I'm like there could really you could be a monstrous dragon sitting here ready to eat my face off but I just see a vest hanging up in my closet so that's what it is <laughs> but really it might not be <laughs> okay I don't well, want to learn anymore
0: I had an out loud like powwow with whatever <laughs> has been fucking with me lately like just you know when like your shirt gets like hooked on a door and like shit like that like you step on something and it hurts your foot and like so I was just having a series of that shit and like random shit was happening and then I stopped and I was like listen whoever is fucking because I'm trying to talk to my guardian angels oh yeah so I haven't talked to mine
1: in like a couple of days
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm fine (laughs) oh my god (laughs) so i knew that whoever was messing with me was not one of them they must have been like on like a like a holiday or something because they were not around and this other thing was like just fucking nipping at my heels just pissing me off and i was like listen out loud i was like cut the shit i'm over it like leave me alone oh
1: my god you're so brave (laughs) (laughs)
0: now. I'm like, you fine, say- I'll do what you say. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> multiple cries for help. Cries for help. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> woo, gotta wipe the tears away. Okay. So now when you say that there's like potentially Dangerous things that are around us that we're just not perceiving. Then I might be onto something when I say that these things fuck with me sometimes. Yeah, I, I don't think you're right. I don't know, but it just seems like sometimes I'm like, "What the fuck?" So anyway, once I had that conversation, it just went away. Remember it was. Well, that's good that they listen yeah i was like get the fuck out like that (laughs) maybe i'm like one of those like clairvoyants but i just don't see it
1: start a business that's like catherine (laughs) talking ghost straight okay like and they call you and you just come into their house and you're like listen motherfucker leave carol alone (laughs) okay (laughs) your shit anymore <laughs> so you're gonna get your shit Stop together turning the bathroom light on and off
0: <laughs> yeah all right just chill the fuck out she knows you're here and that I could be your whole thing but and you could have a
1: show <laughs> like the long island
0: medium only oh that'd be things great things you're just like cursing at ghosts <laughs> that would be funny i would watch that show i would totally watch that show i just have to get to the point in stand-up where i'm at the level of like you know chelsea handler or yeah, yeah. Joe Coy because at that level you can be yourself there's this know. amazing freedom do you freedom. notice
1: that switch in these comedians like how mm-hmm. they go from playing like this mainstream like poster child of like whatever yep. they're supposed to be mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they get to this point where they made enough money and it's like mm-hmm. bam the real they're, they're, a lot of them aren't even funny anymore they just talk but they have such a not that they are funny, but you know what I well, mean. Well,
0: no, like, what happened Yeah, what happens? It's not is, just is about like, their
1: comedy anymore. Yep,
0: they're constantly like on this hamster wheel. Like they have to tour with the special, then they record the special, then they write the new special, and then they tour, and then they record, and it's like over and over and over. And when that happens, it's like you're not really getting a chance to live, you know, yeah. and think about the first 20 years that's all that shit you had in your pocket so yeah. now you're kind of like starting from scratch but you're like at the top of the class you come with all that experience but you don't have as much but if they just let them pace themselves and they don't get graded, they probably would never like plateau everybody would be like oh hanging on there every word okay and then I wanted to talk about streaming stuff I've got a list of top 10 Halloween movies that I watch every year yeah I would love to hear those awesome so that's a little deuce this is gonna be good this is like a quick saint episode if Mm -hmm. we're just looking at the story of these guys right Yeah. yeah St. Lucian and St. Martian, born in the 14th century, and they lived in Turkey. As Mary mentioned, they were into black magic and witchcraft. So we know this time period, because we've talked about it in the last couple of episodes, this is like crime hunting season, you know, for... <laughs> bad people like there's a lot of shit going down in the 14th century and it's brutal so you got to be really careful which side you're on because if you get caught on the other side you can get in a lot of trouble so they're out there running the streets these two guys lucian and martian and They're doing charms on people and spells on people and everything's going their way until they run into this beautiful Christian maiden. They try their, you know, their tricks on her and it fails like hard. Mm -hmm. And they're just like blown away by it because they had never, ever like they're working with black magic, which usually means like sacrificing. You know, it could be satanic, yeah. like it could be nasty stuff, especially in the 14th century. So they've never come across anybody as powerful as this maiden that they ran into. So kind of like St. Christopher, right? Yeah. He thought running with the devil was the way to go. And so did Lucian and Martian until they reached the point where they realized, hey, there's something better than this. Yeah. So they ask her, hey, what's your deal? You know? who are you with? (laughs) She was like, I'm with Jesus Christ. I'm a Christian. And they were like, we're in. So she was like, okay, you got to follow my instructions and you'll get baptized. And so they were all in. Awesome. Sign us up. So they get baptized. And after that, they went out into the wilderness for like a long time. I think they were out there decompressing. Yeah. Right? Because that's like a hard turnaround.
1: Yeah, I was reading that they were influenced by, you know, like the outside world. And part Mm. of them wanted to go back to being more, you know, into the black magic and stuff. So get away from the temptation of it all. They retreated. And they spent most of the time in silence that they weren't out doing excursions to try to spread, you know, the yeah. word they were trying to rid themselves of any temptation and to kind of like purify and cleanse their
0: souls. It's like a
1: detox. Yeah. Like it's almost like when you go off social media mm-hmm. because of all like, you, you know, like sometimes you don't even realize that you need a break and to disconnect because it's just like too mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. But then when you do, you're like, okay, back yeah. to center
0: yeah totally that's
1: pretty much what they were doing they were just like they were just like getting off their facebook accounts for a little while
0: yeah stepping back
1: yeah and then um in between going out and trying to
0: illegally spread
1: christianity
0: yeah it's a big no-no not 14th century man you're better off being like anybody want to sacrifice this go with me I need, like, new stuff. So I'm going to sacrifice Let's go. anybody in. Everybody would be like, well, I just did one yesterday. I got one planned for Thursday, but I can go in on it. So that's more than, like, hey, there's this guy named Jesus. And they're like, kill him. Fucking yeah. cut his head off and burn him. Yeah. it was graphic, man. Yeah. And,
1: yeah, they were. Nothing bad really ever happened to them as a result of their, you know,
0: Black magic, black magic and
1: nobody gave a shit about that but then once he started talking about jesus and mm-hmm. you know writing what they called the good word that's when shit got medieval <sighs>
0: imagine if like we did that it's shit now old. to like jehovah witnesses <laughs> like you're <Yeah>. on my <laughs> you know what i mean like i know we've come a long way i will say that that's a good sign for civilization that we're not doing that shit anymore Oh man! People, people for coming to our house and telling us about jesus Good they would have got their asses kicked so then after they went through their detox they emerged out of the wilderness fire in their belly they were going to tell everybody about jesus like you said they're they're running the streets they're telling everybody and the emperor at the time emperor Decius, he had a proclamation out for any christians anybody that was Out there spreading the good word, they were to come in and be arrested, tried, and charged. So they were, Saint Lucian and Saint Martian were among the very first to be captured. They were on trial and they had an unwavered dedication to Jesus Christ. They were like, No, we're not going to, you know, turn our backs. This is where we're supposed to be. That's fine. And they said, And I quote, We are ready to suffer. But we will not renounce the true God. And they literally said they like went to death with like joy. Yeah. <laughs> like they were like, bring it on, bring it on. Yeah. They were
1: like, we're ready for it. Like whatever you want to
0: do, do. And then they yeah. like hung them. Yeah. They up, tortured them. Tortured them.
1: And then they said something like, oh, so Martian said, lest we be cast a fire, which will never be quenched. Whatever mm. that means, and then that guy who was like the what was he the emperor
0: emperor yeah. So he was
1: like no problem, and then he burned them alive. Jesus Christ!
0: And they were singing while they were burning alive. Yeah, they, they were, were like, singing and ha ha, ha ha burn alive burn alive. <laughs> they were pumped. They were praising God. There's like people that say when they're dying, there's a release. Because at that moment, it's like they're feeling the warmth of God. So they yeah. don't feel the pain. So maybe that's why they were singing in shit. That was it. They were gone. And we have their relics. There's an urn and it has their ashes in it. Oh, it's their ashes. Yeah. Whenever
1: like just from other sane episodes we've done, whenever like relics are brought up, they're usually like mm-hmm. body parts. So I just I thought that that box that you showed me a picture of um, was like a box of limbs.
0: <laughs> Maybe. I feel better that it's ashes. I think it's just because they were burned alive. Oh, right. They wouldn't have any limbs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think so. But then again. With saints, I don't know. There's some body parts just don't they succumb control. to damage. Yeah, there's like no decomposition. So I don't know. The urn that we were referring to. So you can visit it. <laughs> oh, the other dead bodies are like, what is she doing differently than
1: what I'm doing differently? <laughs> I'm a bag of fucking dirty bones. <laughs> Look at that <laughs> silver tongue over there. She still has skin on her fingers.
0: <laughs> I'm really jealous. <laughs> oh my god <clears throat> it's so funny oh my god well, so the urn that has their relics in it it has like three scenes or three stages of life for these two saints they're both put together in this urn so that's why we did this episode together because they're a package deal you know mm-hmm. the dynamic duo um oh <laughs> the relic right there's three stages of life on it or like three scenes the one all the way to the left is the beginning and this is um them using the diabolical arts to tempt the pure maiden you know they were trying to tempt her so that's the image in the left side and then in the center is the moment that they converted to christianity and also it represents when they were put on trial and condemned so yeah and then the one all the way to the right is the scene of martyrdom and it depicts uh the holy martyrs in a column surrounded by flames so pretty like, oh my God, really tells like the story. Where is that thing? Do you know? It's yeah, I know where it is. It is in the Relinquency Chapel in Basilica. It's in the Notre Dame in France. Mm, okay. But yeah, it's at the Notre Dame in France. So if you want to visit it, and their feast day is October 26th, so it's coming up. Yeah, and very close to Halloween. I know. They're like the scary saints because they used to yeah. do black magic. See, very you can scary. always turn your life around. You can. <laughs> I mean, it didn't really
1: end well for them. Like Things were going fine until like, yeah. they stopped doing black magic, but, you know. Hey,
0: they kind of had a sweet-ass ride, okay? Hear me out. So... They run the streets. They're doing all this wicked shit, right? Living it up. Getting whatever they want, whenever they want. Not suffering any consequences, right? Then they meet this chick. She basically saves their eternal soul. Do you think she's Jesus? Maybe. Wait, what were you going (laughs) to (laughs) say? Well, it was like their one shot of like, hey, do you want to fucking you know, do the right thing. Like, and so when they took that, they were going to have to suffer for it because they had to make some type of offering for their soul. So I think that's why they were like singing and praising God because they knew like it was the real deal. Yeah. So they didn't give a shit. They were like, all right, you know, I did some fucked up shit in my lifetime. I guess I deserve this and now I'm going to be okay. I don't know. That's true. That's a good way to look at it. Maybe, you know, um, I think I told you Saint Maud fucking yeah. movie. Oh my God, I know. I did you watch, watch it? That. No, I was scared. Oh, it's really fucked up. But you know, we talk about the female saints all the time and like how they torture themselves. Yeah. She does it. But it's modern day. So it's got like all the elements of what we kind of talk about with like Frida and Teresa and everybody else. Like, you know, even Claire, like really being hardcore on themselves. That's what this character does. And it's extreme. And I was like, oh, my God. If we could get the people that like that movie, listen to our podcast. (laughs) I know. That would be so great because they're really our audience. And it's got like a 90 something percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Yeah. It's a rough watch. I'm not going to lie to you. It's a rough watch. I don't like
1: gore. Like when we watch The Boys, I have to close my eyes a lot.
0: Yeah. And and it's like there's it's more on the line of like disturbing because it's so unfiltered and raw. It's like real life experiences at that like grimy level, really? Yeah. So it's like that 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 underbelly of humanity, those moments of weakness or whatever, that's the most unsettling shit for me to watch. That's the shit that makes me feel the, the strangest. Me
1: too.
0: I know what you mean. Like I can get some watch somebody get like chopped up and be like, "Oh, it sucks. It sucks I know. so bad." I know yeah.
1: it sits with me for days.
0: Yeah. Sometimes it'll, like, stain my brain and then it'll always be there. And if I was, like, folding laundry and I saw something when I had, like, a shirt in my hand, every time I see that fucking shirt, I'm like, remember that time when the guy's dick got shot off? (sighs) It was so messy. Uh, (laughs) You know, uh, shit you don't want to know. Don't want to know exactly what you're talking about. You want to freak me out with your story? Well, the
1: alien stories, they're not necessarily freaky. They're just informative and, you know, kind of tie into some of what we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. And then there's like, I feel like if I'm going to tell a scary story, it's short and I should save it for the end because you're in your closet and I don't want you to be afraid. So there's so many like things to this. Everything that I'm about to tell you, Mm -hmm. I learned from JK Ultra on TikTok, okay? Okay, that's our source. (laughs) I know that that sounds like unreliable source, but I'm telling you, she does so much research. She cites all of the books that she reads. She holds up the pages for you to read yourself. Like, she actually has on her YouTube channel, every mm-hmm. book that she references is downloaded, and you can listen to it for free on her YouTube channel. Oh my Just God. in case you want to, you know, question anything, meaning, like, the people who are actually writing the books. But everything that she
0: talks about, she references. Yeah, but if you go books. to those books, they have a bibliography, that I say? Yeah, yeah. No, that's
1: true. That's true. And, okay, so, like, mm-hmm. Dolores Cannon She was a a hypnotherapist who did things like past life regression. She has books out. She died in like 2014, but she's got all these books out. And some of them she claims to have communicated with Nostradamus. There's a couple of volumes of that series of like things that she learned from Nostradamus, including the end of the world and things like that. But then there's other books. Did you ever see what she wrote like for the end of the world? I forget. What did Nostradamus say? Did he say 2060? I don't know. I'm curious now. I think he was. I think he might have been another 26 year. Really? I'm gonna yeah, but, I, but I'm gonna double check. But in one of the books that she wrote, because a lot of it is also just like recordings of past life regressions that she's done. Mm -hmm. And some of the other sources for all the alien stuff, I just want to sidetrack and say that those books oftentimes are written by like former CIA Mm -hmm. or somebody who's, you know, like high clearance or had high clearance at some point and like wrote a book. Mm. But some of it is Dolores Cannon. And so she was doing a, a future hypnotic regression with this guy named John. He was an astrologer and he goes into 2087 under hypnosis and he reveals that there is a galactic federation and that uh, the rules of the galactic federation are to follow your creator and that we're all one and there's all these different alien species and the government is in on it and you know knows about the galactic federation and you know yada yada so okay so then in 2020 Mm -hmm. like just to confirm what this astrologer said was going to happen in 2087 by the way this book was published in 1987 so in 2020 former Israeli space security chief said that extraterrestrials exist he was recorded saying this he was saying Donald Trump wanted to let us all know about it but that uh, the Galactic Federation uh, was against it because they said humanity just isn't ready and then there's another book called The Invitation that I
0: don't know if he could keep his mouth quiet he runs his mouth about so much shit i know i know but i'm shocked we've never leaked it but like it was i
1: know but like the aliens told him now even the aliens were like bro we will get extraterrestrial on your asses (laughs)
0: okay he's like maybe that's what i like (laughs) (laughs) don't don't tempt me with a good time (laughs) you know trump doesn't like aliens Nah. Let's he, build a um, wall in the sky <laughs> so we
1: can't. But there was another book published, okay? And it's called The Invitation. And it also talks about a confederation of planets working together to help humanity. The former Canadian minister... Of defense in 2020 is recorded saying that the galactic federation exists he doesn't have enough clearance to know more details about it but that it is real and that you know
0: i mean they came out they released a bunch of documents recent where they were like okay ufos are real I think it was during the pandemic they told us. It's true because, because... I, mean, I think we were so distracted <laughs> like, they what? were like,
1: oh yeah, by the way. Okay, so everybody's dying. So really everybody quick. Like, hey, so aliens are real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, like that alien from E.T.'s real. That's what they did. Baby, okay, and um, mm-hmm. he died of malnutrition because we didn't take good care of his ass. <laughs> yeah. All right, and yeah, that's actually true. Yeah. And two Steven Spielberg movies are with like real information from alien encounters like E.T. Mm-hmm. And then, what's that one? The um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind? Mm -hmm. That was, there was an actual, like, former CIA agent who advised on that movie. He even has a cameo in the
0: movie. Damn. So. That's why when I watch something and it resonates with me, there's something, like, a gut feeling that that's a sign of something that's real. And they're just trying to, like, water it down and feed it to us. Yeah. And a so lot that of cases it's like tolerable. Are,
1: and we've talked about this before where like we feel like we're getting information even like, you know, stranger things and like mm-hmm. how it based off that MK Ultra experiments by the CIA. Mm-hmm. Like there's all this information that keeps like kind of leaking out to make us more aware of it. And we've talked about that before. And I feel like these examples are like proof. And yeah. they're all talked about in this book called uh, Behold a Pale Horse. It's like a conspiracy theorist, like almost like Bible. It's like the OG of conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. So in this book, he talks all about, so, okay. So the guy who wrote this book, mm-hmm. he had high security clearance. His name was Bill Cooper and he was in the Air Force and then he was part of Naval Intelligence. He basically talks about how E.T. is based off real The Roswell UFO crash and how this alien was just like wandering around the desert and he went by the name E.B. and that stands for extraterrestrial biological entity. Bill Cooper learned of it when he was a part of Project Grudge and Behold the Pale Horse was written in 1991. Project Grudge was declassified in 1997. So basically that could just show that a lot of the things that he says are actually true because they're just becoming declassified at a later date. So there's this other officer, Richard Dowdy, and he said that one of the UFOs crashed 60 miles north of Roswell. They were taken to Roswell later, but the official documents say that it landed in Corona, New Mexico, and EB was taken to Los Alamos. An Air Force captain, like, bonded with him. Mm -hmm. and became like EB's friend. But I guess he like wasn't feeding him the right shit because he died in 1952 of malnutrition. And that whole like story was really the basis for ET. And the other one, yeah, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh my God, that one. I've never seen that one. I haven't either. (laughs) I haven't either. Okay.
0: But- I just thought it sounded sad. I wonder if Cocoon was real. That was awesome. (laughs) And Batteries Not Included, awesome. Oh my God, Batteries Not Included, I forgot about that. That's a good fucking
1: movie. Wait. If I find this movie, there is some links that you are just damn right not going to believe.
0: <laughs> okay. By golly. Wait, all right. Eisenhower. I won't get into that. I won't bore you with that. Okay. Okay. Well, you know what's funny? I always talk about American Horror Story. Well, was about alien abductions, and it was during the Eisenhower administration. So, really? mm-hmm. and it's all about how the aliens came to Eisenhower. Were like, listen, we're going to set up, and we're going to take whoever we want and we're going to do whatever we want with them and in exchange we're going to give you technology so it's funny because american horror story always takes a lot of shit and like that
1: is a true story by the way and the technology that they were referring to were weapons okay because there were two different species of aliens that visited one was was orbiting like the equator and it got picked up on okay Mm -hmm. by like the officials so these humanoid aliens first comes to the U S government and they're like, yo, don't talk to those, um, equator aliens. Like they are evil. You know, like we're here to help you on your spiritual journey and we want to help you. We're not going to give you technology because you're not even enlightened enough to deal with the technology that you have now. So we're not Mm going to give you weapons. And the U.S. government was like, so we're going to deal with the equator aliens. You guys suck. And they call over the equator aliens and they're like, yeah, we have all this technology. But in exchange for these weapons or whatever, oh, the good aliens also wanted them to like deactivate any weapon, you know, like any like nuclear weapons that they had. They wanted to make us like a peaceful... Exactly.
0: Nation. Mm-hmm.
1: And we were like, no, thank you. So the equator aliens were like, we'll give you weapons, but you have to let us abduct people. And Eisenhower was like, okay, but like we have to set some ground rules. Like, you know, you can't hurt them and you can only do so many like at a certain amount of intervals of time. We have to keep a record of everybody that you abduct. And the aliens like, all right. And you know, we won't hurt them and we'll make sure that we wipe their memories clean. And he's like, okay, no problem. So there were only like four people who were part of this meeting. meeting with the aliens and something leaked where they were saying that Eisenhower was like talking to aliens like and there was questions of why he was in Florida because that's where it Mm -hmm. happened and he was like oh I was going to the dentist you know and the next day I was in Los Angeles at church like you know like there's nothing to see here folks but meanwhile the Archbishop of Los Angeles Mm -hmm. was one of the people who was in the meeting and he was also at church the next day
0: You want to hear something? I know something about this that I've known forever. So Jackie Gleason, right? Yeah. That's from the Honeymooners, right? Yeah. He was really tight with Eisenhower. So he was in Palm Springs and... Eisenhower invited him to go play golf. So they're playing around a golf. He was like, well, "Do you believe in aliens or whatever?" And so the conversation started. And Jackie, this is from Jackie Gleason's widow. After he passed, she released the story to the press that he came home one night after playing golf, and then Eisenhower was like, "Hey, I'll pick you up. I'm going to take you somewhere." And he took him up to the uh, you know military base up there. And Jackie Gleason said that he saw the dead alien bodies on the table. Are you kidding me? He described them in detail to the wife. And it was like, they were like four feet tall, you know, the image that we always see in, you know, Hollywood or whatever. He said it was, you know, pretty dead on to that. And he drove you know, Jackie Gleason back home and dropped him off. And his wife said he was never the same after he went up there, that he was like paralyzed with fear after he saw it.
1: Oh my
0: God. He was like, I wish I never saw that. And I
1: think that's what they mean when they say that like people aren't ready. No, we're not. Because it's such a mind fuck because we all, you know, live in this little like bubble of, just whatever we know is what we know
0: mm-hmm. and
1: to just like mind fuck you with this new species. And it creates so much fear because you don't know, you know, are they going to harm us? Are they like, what are they doing? What I'm sure they're like what, us. What they there's good, there's bad. That's what JK Ultra said. She said there's actually over 80 well-known species of aliens. That's what she says.
0: I mean, I, I've met a few people that I pretty much think that they are aliens, though.
1: So. I only have one more alien story. So, okay, this is all from Behold a Pale Horse. The same book that was written by that, you know, guy with all the knowledge and shit and declassified information. Okay. So says that Close Encounters of the Third Kind, it's a fictionalized version of real events. Okay, so Hynek, a CIA technical advisor on the film made a cameo okay there's a part in the movie where he gets abducted by aliens the main character he just afterwards starts seeing like these visions of this place mm-hmm. and the place is Devil's Tower in Wyoming this is a real place it was used in Project Stargate and that's where they like explored psychic abilities of people you know the CIA and all that other stuff and like remote viewings and again this is all information that I stole from J.K. Ultra but they would have people you know they would give the location of a place. They would just give them the coordinates and then they would have to close their eyes and visual and each person would draw some version of this mound and one person even went so far to say a historical mound of dirt, you know, like they were able to see it. So, the Devil's Tower was the first national monument. Some think that it has an energetic underlay Mm -hmm. and the coordinates on it on longitude are 104 which is the same line of longitude for the Denver National Airport. Oh, Oh, shit. Which we talked about on one of our episodes. Yes. Which episode was that? Do you remember? No clue. Me neither. The Norad Comran post in Mount Cheyenne. Those are the same coordinates. Mm-hmm. And it's the same coordinates as the city of Roswell. Okay. Some think that it's a gigantic prehistoric tree. That's what it originally was. Mm-hmm. And it is a hot spot for UFO sightings. <laughs>
0: I watched, I think, Ancient Aliens or something, one of those episodes, and it showed, like, that all the Catholic churches are all on the same, like, grid, like what you were just describing. Are you serious? Yeah. So they burn, like, frankincense. There's, like... a. I'm trying to describe it and I'm high, but it's like, I know that's what keeps happening to me. Yeah. Like like the feeling that you feel in a church when they do the whole ceremony and like the singing and like, there's like this whole, like a
1: vibration.
0: Yeah. It raises the vibration level in the room and inside of you. So that's why you feel like better after mass like most people feel like oh let's go get some fucking pancakes you know what oh, i mean like let's have a good time you know get so nice. a bloody mary split it up you know just had mass people feel better (laughs) maybe that's why they make all the nuns and the priests and everything go first thing in the morning get them going there's
1: something up with the shape of a lot of like the cathedral windows too i wish Mm -hmm. i could remember what i saw about that but yeah there was some explanation that was and even
0: like the materials that they make up in the building like material for like the points or whatever it's a conductor for the energy that they believe is flowing through that grid through all of those buildings there's a method to their madness. They're not, you know, at random.
1: I know it's interesting because um, Christianity like knows in the Catholic church, they know a lot more about consciousness and, you know, the power of human connectedness and just being kind and stuff like that. But sometimes I think that the way that the message gets across, like it gets lost. Do you know what I mean?
0: Well, I don't think they want, all of us to have an epiphany you often say it in episodes the saints that we have come across they're all like on another level yeah. they have a higher level it, of consciousness like reached
1: so. enlightenment yeah you know, so basically.
0: they keep us down they put poisons in our food and our medicines and the water i mean it's just like fucking crazy they don't want us to hit that level because when you're at that level in our society you're gonna rock the boat and make a scene. and and they don't want that. They want us all nice and tidy.
1: Yeah. Especially when you have no fear, like, because it takes away your Mm -hmm. fear because you're not afraid of death. You're not afraid of, you know, consequences. You believe everything is happening for the betterment of your soul. So any negativity that happens to you doesn't trigger you at all when you're enlightened, when you're a regular person, fear creates more fear, creates more fear. And then you just shrivel Yeah,
0: and you're controllable. Yeah. It's easy to put somebody in a box and that's who they are. I just can't, you know, I, I gig it out. I do all my gigs. It's mm-hmm. sometimes that stressful because you got to like balance this with that. But yeah, I've tried the nine to five shit. It's almost impossible for my personality. <laughs> it's
1: really hard for me too. It's a lot. Like, even like the, uh, the job I just started, I really like it, but I'm like, wow, it's every day. Like, every day not just like my schedule changes week to week and you know like yeah and predictability it's comforting for some people but it's not for me not for me doing the same thing every day
0: although i crave a uniform. Give I've me a job a with uniform. a uniform. Well, I feel like
1: pretty soon we're going to be wearing white bonnets
0: and hand tail dresses. I'm going to be on <laughs> so. it. I'll be the hottest one in that fucking costume. <laughs> if that's all we're playing with, sign me up. I know. It does feel like
1: it's really hot to walk in. You have to wear those boots. Maybe they can get us like a lighter fabric one.
0: Nah, they want us was tired nice. and shit. Know. You know what I look at it? It's instant blanket. I'm never chilly. That is true. I am always cold. <laughs> <laughs> and I do like the idea of
1: my head being warm. <laughs> I know you've said that before, You're
0: like a nice warm head. I do. I mean, the rape is a definite downside. Yeah, that's going to be terrible. Oh, wow! Well. <laughs> I think I might be going through the change, which I'm shocked to say, but I wonder if I, I am. I don't know. They say stress brings it on. Yeah. So I don't know, because I th- Like I've had an abnormal,
1: like while I'm driving, amount of chin hairs to pluck out with my fingers. Oh, so many.
0: See them in the car light. Best chin plucking lighting is in the car. It is the best. It's also where you should
1: really do your makeup, especially if you have bad lighting in your bathroom, because I go in the bathroom and do all of my makeup. And then I go and I sit in my car and I look and I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, you look like you are the drag queen starring in your own porno. (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: um, you should really go back inside, but you can't because you're late. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, so you just try
1: to rub it around, cut some of that off. Oh wait, it you don't off. have a napkin in the car? Use a receipt. <laughs> That's
0: exactly what you do. Oh wait, there's that old sweater that I haven't washed in
1: six Not months. Not even kidding. Literally, when I was just wiping my ear, I have a, I have like my laundry folded on the bed. I grabbed a shirt because I didn't have a yeah, tissue. I'm it. like, this shirt's a really pajama shirt. It doesn't matter if I it's wipe my fine. eye. On it. <laughs> Oh, I want to hear about your Halloween. Okay.
0: I'm like so, really
1: excited. Actually, I want to write them down. Or maybe well, maybe I won't write them down during the show.
0: <laughs> you know what? You can listen to the show later. And these I can down. Do that. I can also take a picture of the list and send it to you. There's well, so many ways to get the
1: information.
0: Yeah. So I picked movies that like i like to watch i'm not like a super super scary like super scary like especially the stuff that's based on real shit like i won't watch the jeffrey dahmer thing and this is probably the second episode i tried i tried i can't i can't do it i'm nauseous thinking about it so i can't watch anything that's like that and also because that actor is so i love evan
1: peters i know but he had he really
0: looks like him
1: it's his essence like i don't know if he's really has that evil dark side to him or if he's just the most amazing actor but even when he's an american horror story you could just feel whatever it is that he possesses Mm -hmm. that he's able to play that character you can feel it so it's it's too real for me i would need like any video actor to be able to watch
0: it i mean when he did the american horror story cult season after trump was elected it takes place from that night election night it took me years to watch it i just watched that season maybe two years ago yeah. For the first time. I just couldn't watch it. I just thought, oh God, the whole season of it. That's gonna be like a lot. I felt like I was ready and I watched it because after he did that season, he had to take a one year Is or that two right? years off. Oh, to like yeah. mentally like go back. Holy He shit. said it fucked him up so bad playing that character. I can't imagine. When he took this one on, I was a little concerned because i thought oh god he's gonna really commit and i know what he can do so it's gonna be flawless so this is gonna take me like
1: a mental health plan for him for after you know what i mean to kind of i'm sure they did
0: because you don't want like another like heath ledger you know that's what happened to him what do they call those actors like method actors yeah so he did that with the joker and that's when he fucking fell apart And then the pills, and then he died. So, you don't want another one of those Mm because Evan Peters is like on that level of commitment to a character and just overall fantastic acting. He's great. He won an Emmy for Mayor of Easttown. Is that what it is? Oh, really? But yeah, he won for that. (laughs) So happy he won. So, yeah,
1: even playing like in the first American Horror Story, Tate. Yeah. Even so that good. that
0: guy was like... Oh, That's God. a great character. I mean, every single season, he's really good. He really is. I am, like, drawn to his character. I usually root yeah. for him probably the hardest. I know,
1: I know, yeah.
0: Even when he's the bad... Oh, except Even for... when he's the bad guy.
1: Well, except Well, for hotel. What? I didn't watch *Olaf Hotel because
0: oh. it was, like, really hard for me to watch. Yeah, that one's a rough one. His character... Back Lady Gaga, right? Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't watch the whole thing. I tried. It was a rough one. And that's loosely based on a true story. There was this guy that built a hotel or like an apartment building and it was like that. I think it was a hotel because he would kidnap people and he had like the false walls and everything fucking torturing people. That's the thing that ties that story with the hotel uh, season of American Horror Stories. That one's good, but he's just a fantastic actor. What was like the scariest
1: movie when you were? Nightmare on Elm Street. Makes and sense. it's because he could come into your dreams and there was no way for you to control that. That's scary, Like right? that to me and that he could just make a nightmare out of whatever your biggest fear was. I had a lot of fears. If you want to talk about traumatized, like I'm traumatized. Yeah. Like I don't even think there's a time that I clean my ears out. Like I know you're not supposed to use Q-tips, but of course I do. But there was like I don't remember which one it is, but the kids, the I guess his worst fear was like his ears getting cleaned out. His mom was always hurting him, and then like Freddy Krueger, I think took on the form of the mom. This is my memory. The last time I saw this particular movie, I think it was like five because
0: I won't watch it. The eardrum yeah. was like attached to the Q-tip. I yeah, can't. yeah. I didn't. I remember watching maybe the first one. I didn't really like it. I don't know how
1: I would feel if I watched it now. Brianna just started watching all these horror movies and I want to watch The Nightmare on Elm Street ones with her because I feel like I'm ready.
0: But I am I really don't you. know
1: if I'm going to be a, like the fear that I have attached to that is so immense. And it, it might has trigger a it. Lot, yeah, like it has a lot to do with dreams, not being able to escape your dreams. You know, like mm-hmm. there's nowhere for you to go. He controls the reality in the dream. So I'm if you run one way, he could be building a door there so you can't get out.
0: I think that's... That's why maybe I didn't like it because I've always been a very vivid dreamer. So I remember a lot. Me too. I think that's why I didn't like the idea of those movies because like you said, that's kind of like my chance to escape. Yeah, I know. I don't want to feel like
1: somebody else has control over my dream or, you know, and he knows all your thoughts. Mm-hmm. So
0: I don't, that, that makes
1: me very no. unhappy.
0: You should get a clear quartz or even the selenite and just put a piece under your bed, like right oh where night. your pillow is. and that. That'll help create like protection for you. The movie that scared the shit out of me was Poltergeist, the first one. Oh, yeah, that one was terrifying. I saw it at like six or seven. So yeah. I was like way too young. You know, in the movie where like the house collapses in and it's like just a mud pit and it's all those skeletons. Yeah. Okay. So this is a fucking true thing. They priced out fake skeletons and they were too outside of their budget. So those are. Real human skeletons in that scene. And that is a fact. They said a
1: lot of crazy stuff happened that was terrifying on the set.
0: Carolyn, the actress ended up dying. Yeah, there was like, there was crazy stuff, like you said. So that, even not knowing all that craziness, that movie. Scared the shit out of me.
1: It did scare the shit out of me too.
0: Like not much older than that, I was watching like the original Fright Night because your mom had a copy to watch that like on the daily. That was like my favorite <laughs> movie
1: for a while. It's such a good movie. It was the best. I hey, just love that was movie. It the guy from Herman's Head. Remember that show, Herman's Head? Yeah,
0: I remember that show. Am I making that up? no that the effect. No, I think that's him, the main guy, right? Okay, I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't tell you what his name is charlie so <laughs> yeah i love that one didn't really scare me anyways i came up with a list of top 10 movies that i watched during like the halloween season keeping in mind that i'm more of a laugher i want to laugh over being scared i'm not too much into gore but i don't mind it like if it's appropriate mm-hmm you know like if it's excessive I'm like ugh, pretty much in like no particular order I have uh number 1 The Monster Squad. Do you remember that movie? It was a 1987 movie.
1: Oh, yeah. But it's like a blur. But I know I do remember it. It's like
0: the the Wolfman's got nards. It's kind of like the Goonies and like the E.T. Like, you know, it's like young kids, like Stranger Things. Yeah, I remember watching that. Mm -hmm. I loved it. Like that was my go to. It's got a 62% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's an hour and 23 minutes, which is like. okay, that's not bad. That's perfect. You know, yeah. it's family friendly. You can easily watch it with the kids. It's really cute. I thought the energy of the movie is just top notch. So I love that one. I don't know where it's streaming because... um I looked for it and I couldn't find it. So mm. I don't know. It never existed like Shazam. <laughs> yeah, like Shazam. <laughs> and you will be like, Catherine, that movie never existed. How do you have the 92% from Rotten Tomatoes? We're, we're fact-checking every episode. Good. Send me the results. <laughs> yeah, I fuck up it. all the time. <laughs> um, the second one that I had on my list was a Eddie Murphy movie. It was The Vampire in Brooklyn.
1: Oh it's my good. god, I forgot about that movie.
0: I love that movie, and it's got 10% of Rotten Come Tomatoes. Come on.
1: I mean, I haven't seen that in so long, but it's probably still good. <laughs>
0: it's so good. It's got John Witherspoon in it. It's got, I said, Eddie Murphy, um, Angela Bassett, and a lot of other people. You'll be like, oh my god, I remember them. I really like it, so give that a shot. Um, it's an hour and 42 minutes, so it's a quick watch, too. Okay, movies are so long now. I can't we do should it. go
1: back to like an hour and 20 minutes I'm good with that like I got all I need to know yeah I don't need a two or three hour movie if I wanted to watch something for two or three hours I'd watch baseball and no thank you (laughs)
0: Yeah, and uh break it into 15 episodes and put it on something streaming, and I'll watch the fuck out of it. But if you think Me I'm going to sit there for three hours like an no. asshole. No,
1: <laughs> I'm not doing it.
0: Not doing it. Yeah, take note. Uh Number three on my list is my favorite. I talk about it all the time, What We Do in the Shadows, the movie that came out in 2014. It's got a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's an hour and 27 minutes. So there you go. Yeah. And it's about four vampires that are roommates in New Zealand. They're from all different time periods and they have all different kinds of styles, but they bicker over like normal shit, like not doing the dishes or (laughs) making a mess. You know, it's just one of the funniest movies ever. So I highly recommend that one. Number four. I I've brought this one up, I think, before. It's Ready or Not, which is uh, 2019. It's got an 88%. on Rotten Tomatoes. It's an hour and 34 minutes. What's that one about? It's about a bride marries into this really wealthy family and they made all their money off of like board games and playing cards and stuff. So when someone joins the family, they need to put in a blank card.
1: Okay, that's the one I wanted to Mm -hmm. watch. I couldn't remember what it
0: was called. yeah. Yeah, ready or not. And it is super fucking good. It's scary, yeah. but it's so funny. And the cast is killer. And what's that? On? That one. I think, he, I think it was on Netflix, right? I think it was on Netflix. I bought it on Vudu for five bucks. Oh, that's what you bought it. Oh, number six on my list was Fright Night. Look at that. No way. Mm-hmm. 1985. It's got a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Hour and 48 minutes. We just talked about all of it. So check that one out. Number seven. So I wrote this list up actually last year, I think it was, because I had this idea to do a podcast for, I don't know, the last seven years of my life. So (laughs) um, I've been writing stuff down. So I had this movie, which not a lot of people probably have heard of it, but it's called Dead People Don't Die. And okay. it came out in 2019. It's Bill Murray, who is a hot topic these days. There's some accusations that he was um, kind of a jerk on a couple really? of sets. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see what happens. Believe I mean, it, yeah. I mean, <laughs> people are assholes all the time. Mm. So, that movie it's like a small little town, and basically, the zombies just keep coming, you know, back to life. So, mm. that's why it's called Dead People Don't Die. It's dry, I enjoyed it. Number eight, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the oh, movie, yeah, baby, right? Little Luke Perry, oh, yeah, Pee Wee
1: Herman is a fish, it's not a name, it's a fish, is <laughs> what they say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> David Arquette so many times (laughs) it's so good I love that fucking movie it reminds me of like the 90s You know, that's how movies were in the 90s. Yeah. So if you want to watch that one, I think Buffy the Vampire Slayer is on Netflix or Hulu. It's on one of those. Number nine is a Netflix movie. It has the same lead actress as Ready or Not. Her name is Samara Weaving or Sam Weaving. It's called The Babysitter. It came out in 2017. Have you seen it? No, but I just saw it come up on my Netflix. It's awesome. I love it. I heard it was good, actually. It's so good. I love it. It's got a lot of familiar faces in it. She's fantastic. That's where I, I can't remember if I saw one before the, which one I saw first, but she could easily, you know, be a household name. She already is known by a lot of yeah. people, but it's a really good movie. Um, Bella Thorne. Okay. The redhead. She's in it. The Whisper Girl from like Pitch Perfect. That okay. actress is in it. There's just a few people. So that one's good. Um, and then number 10, Shaun of the Dead. Of I the love Dead. Shaun of the I Dead. I you love that movie. Yeah, too. 2004, 91% of Rotten Tomatoes, an hour and 40 minutes. I mean, Simon Pegg has like done everything now. And I just remember that's how I was introduced to him. The redhead guy, you know? Yeah. One of the funniest movies that I've ever seen. It didn't get great reviews. I don't think right out the gate or it got great reviews. I can't remember, but I just remember nobody knew about it, but I couldn't stop talking about how great it was. And yeah. I have it on DVD and then I got it on Vudu. So it's in my like streaming so when i wanna you know sing white lines <laughs> <da-da-da-da-da-da-da. sighs> I just love it. Remember that movie Serial Mom? I loved Serial Mom. I was
1: obsessed with that movie too. So
0: good. Kathleen Turner, Matthew Lillard. It was just a good time. It
1: was like the sickest movie, but it's like, I just loved it. It was great.
0: I wonder how old I was when I used to watch that like over and over again. I don't know, but it was really good. How about So I Married an Axe Murderer? Oh my God. Are you kidding me? That was... Definitely streaming on Hulu. And if you've never seen So I Married an Axe murder with Mike Myers, that's your homework. Oh my god, that was our favorite movie. We were obsessed with it. Wait, what was that song that we used to sing? Woman. Woman. Whoa, 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 whoa. Mary, (laughs) and then he would like break up with them and then there she goes there she goes that's like the theme song through it no i think i was
1: talking about the the one that that he says where he's like she acted oh that's it she acted cuckoo because i thought
0: she thought i would leave you sweet bird (laughs) i love mike myers I know He's a I just re- he
1: has something out right now that's actually about another like Illuminati Freemasons type organization and supposedly it's it's based on a real one but it's a comedy and I fell
0: asleep I was like I've got to watch
1: the podcast
0: It's well, research. we'll watch that because my sister Barbara who has the same sense of humor as us she told me it's really funny. She was like, did. you have to watch it. And I haven't been able to watch it. And, you know, sometimes if you don't watch it or like anything close to it, you just don't see it when you're searching for something on Netflix. It's true. It's it true. It just doesn't because pop it up. It only
1: came up because I was specifically looking for mm-hmm. weird shit. Yeah. You know, I yeah. was like, I need like Illuminati. I need something that is going to, you know.
0: Yeah, that's my top 10. Like, Most oh, okay. of them are streaming on Hulu or Netflix and any of the ones you can't find on on there you can probably buy them voodoo check them out they're great do you really
1: want me to tell a spooky story for halloween yeah tell us okay i stole this story from a tiktoker
0: okay (laughs) her
1: name is at spooky kimber so i guess she does um different kinds of stories and for the month of october she's doing scary stories okay so she was saying that there's a website called findagrave.com which already sounds scary Mm -hmm. so there's this girl she's basically online and you know how those notifications pop up
0: -hmm. so
1: like all these different things pop up and she's like looking and she's like what is that so she clicks on findagrave.com okay and then it's like a blank screen and it says search 87 million graves so she looks up like all of her dead relatives and she notices that it's all pictures of their actual graves and she's like that is so weird like who is going around taking pictures of people's graves so she tells her mom and she says like who do you think took the pictures and her mom just kind of laughs it off and she's like i don't know whatever like who cares so she decides to go Back to it because now she's curious. So she starts looking up famous people like Kirk Cobain and, you know, different celebrities, and all of their tombs appeared. And then she starts looking up people that, you know, that she just knew. And then she searches her own name, and there's like a whole bunch, you know, the exact same name from all surrounding states. And then she sees like her name again, and it's four or five results. So they're all just like pictures of graves of people who have the same name as her. Then she clicks on one, and it's actually hers. It's her town. It's her birth year and everything else. And she's like, that's weird. And so she clicks on it, but it's not a picture of the grave. It's her looking into her computer screen. And the time of death is the next day. It's 12 a.m. She looks at her computer screen. It's 11.59 p.m. And she turns around and there's a dark figure
0: standing behind her. That is scary. I'm so scared. That's really scary. I was like, why would you do... Your name on a grave site. Everything told me that's a bad idea. She
1: was getting a feeling the whole time. Like, I really didn't tell the story well, but she was getting a feeling the whole time like that this is not a good idea.
0: But maybe it was just her fate. Maybe we don't know. What it is that brings us to our fate, you know? I know, so scary. Oh my god, that's so scary. So that's what I was
1: listening to when I was in my car in the dark on a foggy night.
0: Oh my god, that (laughs) scared the shit out of me. I was so scared. I'm already in my closet. My closet's like, hey. I know. I was like, I don't want to scare Catherine or her closet (laughs) goes. My closet goes like, fuck you guys. I'm going to bed. Yeah. (laughs) I don't need this kind of shit. i'm already scared all the other ghosts come out this time of year Catherine, <laughs> you gotta go talk to them listen motherfucker <laughs> fuck off and they're like bitch i'm like who are you calling bitch and they're like damn whatever and then they leave they whatevered i love it that's it <laughs> it is a show they're like sign me up it's just me screaming at go so like yeah. she's so good with them yeah <laughs> yeah that'll be my testimonials no one has changed my tv in weeks thanks Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> one time my friends mary and robin we were doing a show in safety harbor so back in the day when when I first started doing comedy, I was really grassroots. I would literally walk up and down the main streets of all like the businesses where I would be performing, and I would like ask if I can hang posters tell people how to buy tickets, like just do the whole shebang, shaking hands and kissing babies. There's all these little stores and it was like a peanut butter and jelly store, which sounds weird, but it was all different style peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, right? So we go in and it's these nice ladies and we're walking around the store and they're like, be careful back there. And I was like, why? And they're like, well, it's haunted. A lot of places over here are haunted or whatever. There's a ghost. And I was like, oh. Well, they just don't know they're not dead. You got to tell them you got to go to the light. like very (laughs) matter-of-factly oh my god and so now like those two, (laughs) Mary and Robin gotta go to the, tell them, gotta go to the light because they don't know some people, they get stuck and they just don't know, oh I gotta cross over so yeah, so I've been talking to ghosts for years that's so funny yeah, it's kind of my thing I don't even know if they're here, but based off of what you said earlier I think I might be onto something I think so all right. That was our Halloween episode. Yeah, absolutely. fresh <laughs> Wednesday podcast. Yeah, thank you guys so much for joining us for another episode. This was a quick in and out, but we got, as she said, they, um, <laughs> we had some fun with the UFO stories and the scary stories and gave you guys some movies to watch. We talked about St. Lucian and St. Martian. Oh, yeah. We also talked about yeah. the witchy thing. Yeah, our witchy saints for the season. Let the lovely... Audience, know where they can
1: find us. You can find us on Spotify, Amazon Music, and Apple
0: Podcasts. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next time. Bye.